But let's begin again tonight in Atlantic Canada, where disaster relief and recovery efforts in regions pummeled by post-tropical storm Fiona over the weekend continue today. There are 400 Canadian Armed Forces personnel now in New Brunswick, Newfoundland and Labrador, Nova Scotia and PEI to help local crews clear debris and down trees, rebuild electricity infrastructure, roads and bridges. More than 200,000 Atlantic Canadian homes and businesses are still without power as of this afternoon. The Prime Minister was in Atlantic Canada today to see firsthand the destruction left behind by Hurricane Fiona. Trudeau says those affected by the storm will need support for some time to come. Good to be here in Cape Breton today. Uh, opportunity to meet with uh, uh, folks who have been really hard hit by Fiona. Um, we, uh, uh, we've seen both the resilience and the strength, but we've also seen some pretty serious devastation as, as people have come together, uh, lost roofs, uh, lost homes, uh, folks living in their garages. Uh, but at the same time, uh, the strength of Canadians coming together to be there for each other is evident in, uh, in everything we see. Um, Cape Bretoners, like all Canadians, know how to deal with, uh, uh, with weather and know how to pull together as a community during tough times, and that's certainly what we're seeing. Prime Minister Trudeau was in PEI first and then headed to Cape Breton, where he was later today. And that's where we find Cape Breton Regional Municipality Mayor Amanda McDougall. Thanks for your time tonight. Thank you for having me again. Well, when we last spoke on Friday, Fiona was bearing down on Cape Breton. Uh, it's come and gone. We've seen the images. Uh, just from your perspective, how was that night? That is a night I will not soon forget. That's for sure. Um, you know, my husband and my kids were all in bed. Um, nobody was really sleeping. I mean, the children were. My husband and I weren't. I sat on the couch. I opened up my computer um, just to kind of scroll through social media, see what people are feeling follow the radars. Um, and in my living room, I have a really big picture window, but I also have patio doors on the other side. And the the sound of the wind hitting my house and moving the glass within the panes of the doors and the windows was overwhelming. It was, it was absolutely terrifying. Um, there were points that, you know, the house shook so hard, you couldn't help but think, oh my gosh, are we going to fly away? Is something going to get torn off? Like this is, this is really, really bad. And um, yeah, unfortunately that actually happened for a great many people. Yeah. You must've known, um, I guess at the time when we were talking earlier about just how bad it might be, I guess at that point you realized it was going to be bad, that, that there was going to be extensive damage as had been uh, predicted. What, what was it when you got up on Saturday to, to survey or when Saturday afternoon, um, I guess in your situation, you really have to get right to work, right? Oh, listen, it, the work started as soon as the alerts came in earlier in the week. Uh, Saturday morning, it, it really, it feels like an, an, a lifetime ago, which is so wild. Um, just starting to understand what was happening in every nook and cranny of our municipality. And and I, I'll remind folks that we're a regional municipality. So in 1992, the CBRM amalgamated five former towns and, and communities. And so we have this huge geographic spread, really interesting and diverse communities, um, but also kind of unique in their own geography, population, and what have you. So the damage really spanned the entire municipality, which we don't typically see. In storms, you'll see like, oh, there's a little bit here in Lewisburg and a little bit here in town. Mm -hmm. No, this was this was completely across the board. No one was spared. 
So where do you begin? I mean, the task must seem so monumental, but but where do you begin? I know you've coordinated with with both provincial and federal leadership, but where does one start to help when when you're faced with that much devastation? Yeah, and and that was the question. Um, it it was so hard to even wrap your head around what do we do first, but it became very evident. Um, People lost their homes, people needed shelter, and that was the primary focus. Getting people out of situations of emergency and danger and into a place of safety was priority. Next, clearing uh, clearing roads. When I say trees were down, I- I'm talking like you could not get out of small subdivisions because trees were down. People were literally trapped and still are, and still are. Um, that being said, um, people got to work really, really fast. And I say people because it wasn't just public works. It wasn't just Department of Transportation. It wasn't, um, you know, it, it was neighbors helping each other, grabbing saws, chainsaws, using trucks, pulling out um, trees and debris, making sure access was, was you know, gained again. So no one person did anything. An entire community came together to get our feet back under us. And now I feel like we have, the army in place, Nova Scotia Power is coordinating and mobilizing. EMO has comfort centers everywhere. Um, you know, power is starting to come back on slowly. But yeah, it's it's going to be a while though. It's going to be a while before we get back to any sense of normal. I guess yeah, you just needed to create some stability for everyone there, place to live, get the power back on, get the lights back on. Um, but you were mentioning this on Friday. You knew that the community would come together. It must be heartening to see it actually yeah. happen. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's that old folklore, I guess you could say, of the East Coast. Like you'll always have a cup of tea and a sandwich wherever you go. That that is one hundred percent true. Um, people are taking care of each other, and not just those from the East Coast. I'll tell you, uh, I was heading into City Hall um, a couple of days ago, and uh, I saw in our north end of Sydney, where a lot of our international students That's reside right. because That's a lot right. of apartments. The school's there. Yeah, the school's yeah, the, yeah. University, the University of Cape Breton, of course, yeah. Yeah, Havelock Street down there, completely filled with students, cooking in the street, taking care of one another, making tea, singing, music. It was, I don't know, it just it just filled my soul. I, I was so nervous about going into town and seeing all this horrible devastation and you find these pockets of beauty that just, oh, it just, it keeps you going. Yeah, because you because everyone needs to be kept going now. I can imagine there have been a lot of sleepless nights, not just for you, but for a lot of people in the community since we spoke on Friday. Absolutely. Um, so sorry. Hold on. Yeah, keep. you can keep going. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah. I said, imagine there have been a lot. <clears throat> I said, it, it must be difficult. It must be great to see that because I can imagine that a lot of people now in the community, I mean, it's Tuesday. A lot of people are probably running on fumes by now, right? Well, in, in a couple of senses. So, yes, the exhaustion, I'm sure, is setting in. We have folks that have been working in our community from our own uh, from our own employee uh, employee group who have just not stopped. They literally have not stopped. Um, they just keep working and working water, uh, ditch clearing, road maintenance, setting up comfort centers, making sure that there's food and, and, and supplies. Um, our EMO team, I'm sure they haven't slept in four days. It's It's incredible. However, the other thing that is very concerning is that many people are still not 
um, not on the power grid again. And so relying on generators and there is a, a very severe lack of access to fuel right now. So people are very nervous. Um, we always say, you know, prepare for 72 hours. That's typically the window when we see uh, power restoration take place. We're, we're, we're beyond that now. That's and right. people and people are running out. So the good the good news is our um, our tank farm, uh, Imperial Oil, they are now back on the power grid and able to start delivering fuel to um, to service centers. The bad news is not many of our service centers are back with power yet. So it's very, very challenging. Um, but we're getting there. We're getting there. Amanda McDougall is with us. She is the mayor of the Cape Breton Regional Municipality. We're talking about the devastation of post-tropical storm Fiona, the assessment of the damage, the cleanup, and where we go from here. So where do you, the next 72 hours, you talked about the first 72, that's sort of, you know, the immediate aftermath. What what lies ahead now for the next 72? Because I know there's a lot of work still to be done, but it doesn't get any easier, right? No. Um, Yeah, I guess you could say like, you pick up the big pieces now all, all the crumbs are there to find um you know uh, main arteries are now open partially in some instances and so the reason for that is because there are large trees that are mixed in with power lines that could potentially still have um, electricity running through them it's very very dangerous we also have to assess um structurally what houses can be salvaged and what have to be what what ones have to be demolished? That is painstaking um, because these are people's homes, right? And mm-hmm. they've just been through the trauma of the storm, being displaced, and now we'll soon find out, um, I guess, the future of their homes. The good news is the premier, um, Premier Tim Houston, was here. Um, for a visit and very rapidly started up the de- disaster assist financial assistance program. I'm so sorry. I've been right. a little bit hairy in my head. I'm a little tired. Indeed. These days. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. Yes. <laughs> yes. Disaster assistance for sure. The, the, I saw that the premier was touring yesterday, yeah, mm-hmm. which is great, which is great. So that, that gives some peace of mind to people that, okay, let's get this application in and let's start this process of figuring out our future. And there's some financial backing to help them. Um, what happens next if we just keep digging we keep cleaning we keep coming together we keep nurturing each other and caring for one another and it's going to be a day-by-day process to make grandiose plans and say hey this is what's going to happen in this timeline i i think is just pie in the sky because you don't know what you're unearthing as we as we go through this process what what, what have you been what's worried you because i know that if you look at the just the, sh- the sheer force of that storm we look at sort of loss of life and it was probably you know the forecasting was good so people were prepared so it feels like it you know that somehow it could have been much worse at the same time rebuilding from that is is so mm-hmm. tough because there's because eventually you know people's eyes turn away and then you're left with having to rebuild and that's and that's difficult once the adrenaline has ebbed away right and i think it goes much deeper than the rebuilding process this is going to have to seep deep deep into our planning processes um to me there's no question that this is what's happening here the severity and frequency of storms and weather events in all seasons is directly related to climate change and global uh, warming Mm -hmm. we you know i've seen this progress throughout my lifetime and 
now we have to be smarter about our planning. What kind of infrastructure are we going to be investing in? What type of um, mitigation projects are we going to be able to invest in? And again, I had the opportunity to speak with the prime minister and, and really and really clarify that we need help doing this. We don't know how to do this on our own. And so it's really important. And I value very much his continued support in that future planning, because, you know, I, I've I've got kids and yeah. they have futures and we cannot keep being reactive to the changes in our climate. We have to actually put into action um, some sort of drastic changes. So, so Matt, if I hear you properly, it, it actually changed the way you see where you live. I think that happens a lot of times in storms that people don't, didn't realize what was vulnerable until it's vulnerable. Yeah. And, you know, we would we would look at vulnerability of our community, like I said, kind of segmented, like, oh, OK, in the wintertime, East Bay tends to have issues here. And in the summertime, the coastline has issues because of sea level rise. Um, right now, what this storm has done, it, it leveled the playing field for everybody. We're all vulnerable. What um what today what what next what what's on what's on your list of things to do this week? Uh, it must be it must be full, but uh, but it, you must have so much on your plate. But what's on what's what's top of mind for you? Just uh, you, you know what it just, we just have to keep going. Um, every single day, you know, getting those synopsis and updates from our ECC team on what what's happening on the ground, wh who needs our attention, and 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 what can we do to help them. A lot of my work right now is is working with the other levels of government to figure out what kind of supports are here for my, are going to be coming here for my community. Um, it, it, it's a lot of advocacy. It's a lot of on the ground work. Um, it's, it's just going one step at a time. Yeah. Well, you, you must know that the country's watching and hoping and, and, you know, and wishing everyone in Cape Breton the best and that the, the, there is a recovery here. So I hope there's some comfort in that, uh, that so many people have, have turned their eyes to you to, and hope to, to help, obviously. It, it, it is so lasting on my heart and soul and the, and, and the feelings and sentiments of everybody here in my community. I know it, um, the outreach of kindness and thoughtfulness and support. It, it's immeasurable. It's so beautiful. And um, I just hope people know how grateful we are. We're so thankful. We're so lucky. And um, thank you. Thank you for being so kind. Well, Mayor McDougall, uh, good luck. Uh, I hope you get some rest. I hope you get to spend some time with your family too. I know they're important. Um, and I look forward to speaking to you again. Absolutely. Take good care.